I'm James Rule. Welcome to the Lonely Leader Podcast, where we help existing and aspiring leaders find clarity, build resilience, drive performance, and enhance fulfillment. In my capacity as a coach, a trainer, and a mentor, I'm extremely passionate about helping people spot the warning signs of the slow, encroaching creep of burnout, and also implement strategies to prevent it arriving. And the reason I'm so passionate about that is I've experienced the physical manifestation of burnout myself. During my tenure as a chief executive, I had a morning routine. Well, I didn't really have any sort of morning routine, but in terms of what I did in the morning, my mobile phone would be my alarm clock. I would rise as quietly as I could, try not to wake my wife. I would creep out of the bedroom and immediately go to my inbox. Before I'd even gone to the bathroom, brush my teeth, I would be checking messages. And on one particular morning, I found myself coming around. I'd fainted, collapsed in my bathroom, and my wife was picking me up from the bathroom floor. I ended up in hospital, and it transpired that I'd succumbed to pneumonia. And that was particularly hard-hitting for me at that moment in time because just a few months earlier, a really close family friend, a chef, an owner of a wonderful restaurant, had died, collapsed in his restaurant at the age of 42 with pneumonia. So I knew that something needed to change. And as I was questioned gently but directly by the doctors as part of my recovery, they wanted to know about my daily schedules. And my wife was quick to interject and say, well, there wasn't really much of a schedule. It was just wake up, work and work until you go to sleep. And 15 hour days have become the norm. Why I begin this podcast episode with that insight is to demonstrate that there is no judgment, no criticism whatsoever from me about some of these warning signs that I'm going to discuss because I've been there. I was blind to them myself And it took that sudden, what I call enough is enough moment to make me step back and say, hang on a second, something needs to change. I see myself as a pretty fit and healthy 30 odd year old individual. And yet here I am succumbing to a particularly nasty bout of pneumonia. So I'm going to share today seven tips for warning signs, things to look out for, because burnout doesn't just arrive overnight. Invariably, there are slow steps towards it, and we don't see them. So I want to put those to the front of your consciousness. And I'm also going to share seven tips for helping avoid burnout and helping you move away from it. These are not in any particular order, but the first tip I'm going to share is an increased level of procrastination. We find it harder and harder to actually get ourselves organized to engage in the task. The main source of procrastination comes through our mobile phone. As we all know, mobiles are wonderful tools to help our efficiency and our productivity, but they are also the proverbial nightmare for giving us a gateway to an endless world of procrastination, whether that's dropping into social media platforms, websites, news articles, sports articles, whatever it is, you can easily use a default setting of I'll just go to my phone and you start to become aware that you're procrastinating and distracting yourself more and more. Another big warning sign is low energy. We all know the importance of looking after our physical health, but common sense isn't always common practice. And so 
you start to become aware that you're waking up, you're not particularly fresh or recovered from a night's sleep, you're fighting low energy, you're increasingly turning to short-term hits, caffeinated drinks, Red Bulls, coffee, etc., to try and pump that energy up. But you can't hide the obvious fact that you're feeling less energetic and also less physically healthy. You know, you start to get a little bit winded going up a flight of stairs or you just, you know, you don't feel as lean or as comfortable in your own clothing. The old belt's getting a bit tighter. You know, it might be manifesting in putting on a bit of weight, but health and energy diminishing is a definite warning sign. An area I struggled with certainly is you begin to detach from friends. So you're so focused on getting work done, clearing that to-do list, answering those emails, returning those phone calls that you start to lose the connectivity with your friends. You become detached. And my best friend was a very uh, true and loyal friend. He would be peppering me with WhatsApp messages saying, where are you? Have you fallen off the face of the earth? Because he knew that at times of peak stress, one of the things that would happen is he would lose contact with me. So he would try and force himself back onto my radar. I think another area is a lack of interest in hobbies. We all have them. We all have passions that are just fantastic for helping us process stress for putting us in a good mindset for me it's playing golf and it's working out and ideally you know doing that outside outdoors going for a run in nature etc but as I speak to clients more and more they articulate one of the key warning signs is they can no longer in their own minds justify engaging in those particular hobbies and passions what was once a weekly occurrence, something to do at the weekends, or perhaps several times a week, suddenly stops happening altogether. Another key warning sign to look out for. Perhaps one of the biggest that's articulated by clients to me is a lack of presence, whether that's with colleagues or loved ones, whether you're in a professional context or your personal roles, it's increasingly difficult to be truly present. The biggest culprit here and the biggest disruptor is invariably the phone, that people are checking messages, they're trying to be present with those they love, but they're thinking about work and they allow work just to permeate all aspects of life. I've been there. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say you know, I've, the phone's wrong. I've stepped away from the family dinner table. You know, A message has pinged in while I'm in the middle of years ago reading my daughter a bedtime story and you have a quick glance to see what it is. These are slow creeps. I want you to listen out for these and think how many of these are permeating into my day-to-day -day life. Another thing to look out for is a change in intensity of emotional reactions. We've all heard that analogy about the straw that broke the camel's back or the drip that finally overflows the, the glass. You can find yourself exploding. You know, that might be a moment of road rage. It might be a, an outburst to a, a colleague or a loved one that's just totally disproportionate to the situation you're dealing with. But those angry outbursts are very common, but also those feelings of just, Ah, that funk, that you know, that feeling of flat and just down. These are permeating more and more, and that is another important warning sign to look out for. And I think when you wrap those six areas together, the seventh thing is just a growing sense of isolation and overwhelm. Now, I branded my business the Lonely Leader. People have heard me talk about that in the past, but it's very much about this movement that's taking place where leaders are so good at looking externally and looking after their staff and their stakeholders, but not very good at looking after themselves, leaving themselves lonely and isolated. And this slow creep of burnout is a personification of that, that 
you can't quite put your finger on it, but you just feel a sense of, I'm overwhelmed by everything I've got to do. You feel like there's nowhere to turn. You're starting to feel increasingly isolated and lonely in what you're doing. So there's seven areas that we've covered that they might not all resonate, but if the majority of those are starting to resonate with you as you listen to this podcast, then it's important to recognize that burnout doesn't explode. It can, but it approaches, and I use the analogy a bit like a slow puncture in your car or on your bike. It doesn't render you immobile immediately, but if you don't take action and repair that puncture, then eventually you're going to run the risk of having a flat tire and then you are immobile. So we want to find ways that we can step into this and actually start to take action. So my first tip for moving away from burnout and and addressing some of these warning signs is being able to reflect on success. We are hardwired as human beings to look at where we failed, where we've stumbled, the missed opportunities, the things we didn't quite execute perfectly, and we allow that to dominate our thoughts. But each and every one of us has a whole raft of success stories in our personal lives. It could be how we've turned our health and fitness around, how we parent, how we look after our loved ones, our friends, good deeds we've done in the community. Equally, it can be in our professional role, how we've pivoted, moved into new careers that were better suited to, how we secured promotions and, and enhanced ourselves on our on our professional journey. Those stories are all around us, but we often allow them to drift off the radar. So I'm a big advocate for actually taking the time, ideally with pen and paper, to just jot down a few things that you're proud of, successes that you have achieved. Really important to start to punch through some of that sense of overwhelm and 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 procrastination by being able to energize yourself by reflecting on previous successes. Secondly, it's really important to establish perspective. Now, this can come from a variety of sources, but one of the most impactful ways to do that, in my opinion, is to have conversations with people that you trust, respect, and you know have your best interests at heart. That could be your husband or wife. That could be a sibling. It could be a best friend. Or in a professional context, it could be a coach or a mentor. But sometimes when that overwhelm is building, when our mindset is starting to feel disempowered, it's important to be able to see the wood for the proverbial trees, to step back and to get some perspective. Flowing on from that, the third point I would raise is remember to control the controllables. We are elite specialists, most of us, at being able to worry and drain energy on focusing on things that are beyond our control. And the very definition of that is madness. You know, when you think about how much time and energy we are losing, pontificating and catastrophizing what might happen in the future when it's out of our control. So it is really important to keep challenging ourselves to say, okay, I'm dealing with this issue, this challenge, this moment of adversity, rather than allow myself to drift down those rabbit warrens of uncontrollables and push myself into that position of overwhelm, what can I control? Now, that might be a short list, but there will always be at least one action that is within your control. Start there and then ask the question again. And you will find that you start to build momentum, which is critical for empowering your mindset. I know this is stating the obvious, but the fourth tip is prioritize self-care. The simple notion of moving our body 
is absolutely invaluable in helping us process stress. If we allow ourselves to drift into that sedentary lifestyle of drive to work, our office, sit at our desk, drive home, sit on the sofa, watching box sets, Netflix, etc., then we are not allowing our body to process that stress. And I'm not saying we have to become CrossFit champions. Just a simple notion of a walk. If you have a pet, it becomes a lot easier walking the dog. But if you don't, a walk before work, a walk across your lunch break, a walk before you leave the office and drive home. It doesn't matter where or how you fit it in, but the notion of moving the body is so important to help keep the potential threat of burnout at bay. The fifth tip is re-engaging hobbies. We mentioned it in the warning signs. I'm sure you're all reflecting as you listen to this and saying, actually, yep, there are A, B, C that I would love to do and I haven't done it for a long time. If you can develop that and do it with other people as well, then you also get the double win of the sixth tip, which is connecting with friends. So a passion of mine, as I've mentioned, is golf. Great way to spend some quality time with a friend and also engage in your passion is share around a golf. You might have somebody that joins you for a walk, a bike ride, whatever it might be. It might just be going for you know walk and stop for a coffee somewhere. But we need to stay connected to our friends and we need to stay engaged in our hobbies. So many high performers I work with are absolutely flying when you look at KPIs, the outputs that they're delivering, but it's not sustainable. They are running the risk of burnout because they are totally disengaged from friends. They have no presence with loved ones. They are not exercising, etc. So we need to recognize that, yes, creating high performance in a short-term blip is possible just through absolutely redlining the engine and pushing ourselves as hard as possible. But there's a danger of a crash. There's a danger of a physical or a mental impact to our health through burnout. Whereas if we can maintain these tips that we're talking about, then what happens is we don't just create high performance, but we also sustain it over the long term. So the final tip of the seven that I wanted to share is stay connected with your loved ones. There is nothing more energizing and restorative than spending time with your children, if you have them, with your husband, with your wife, with your extended family, with the people that you love. And that is something that we need to ensure is in our calendar, that we are doing it regularly, that we have things to look forward to, whether that's meeting with extended family, whether that's a, a date with our partner, we need to be present for that. So I hope these tips have been helpful. Be aware of the slow creep. Do not adopt the mindset that I had. I'm young, I'm healthy. It'll never happen to me because outwardly I was. And the next thing I knew, I was on the floor with pneumonia. And if I could leave you with one final warning sign that ties into that physical health and low energy, it's holiday illness. Now, I was a world-class expert at holiday illness. I wouldn't really succumb to any viruses, colds, flu-like symptoms during the year, with the exception of when we took a family vacation. My wife might organize a trip at Easter, in the summer, over Christmas. It doesn't matter where it was. You could almost set your clock to the fact that I would succumb to some sort of bug, illness, virus, which would spoil the holiday compromise my energy and health and vitality and I would use a holiday to recover and lo and behold I'd be fit and healthy and ready to return to work by the end of the holiday and on the moment when I collapsed with pneumonia ironically was preceded by a family trip I didn't feel great all through the trip I returned home and it was the following morning having returned home that I collapsed now whenever I talk to groups and present 
I always get the knowing nods and the wry smiles. As I said at the top of this podcast, there is no judgment. It's another warning sign to look out for. Why is it that your body breaks down in these limited periods that you actually step back from work? Everybody I've spoken to, all the research I have done, that is a warning sign. Now, that might not be you, but if it is, please do heed these tips and do think about how you can start to course correct to avoid the impact of burnout. Remember, quality leadership on the outside must always start within. I hope you found this useful. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Lonely Leader podcast. I'd be very grateful if you could share and follow if the content resonates. And if you're looking for additional free resource to support your continued growth and development, then please do check out our social media and website details in the show notes. Remember, quality leadership on the outside must always start within.